Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Father, today. Father, my, my heart's desire that no one comes and leaves here the same way that they came, in Jesus' name. But Father, through our praise and through our worship and through the revelation knowledge of your word, we'll never be the same. So if you don't mind, grab a neighbor's hand real quick. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's power in numbers. There's strength in numbers. Hallelujah. Father, right now as we hold that person's hand on our right and that person's hand on our left, we thank you, Lord, for being El Shaddai. The God that's more than enough. So Father, right now, we release the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Over their lives right now, over their family, over their finances, over their bodies. Bodies, hear the word of the Lord. Finances, hear the word of the Lord. Family, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> we release the word, we release the anointing, and we apply the blood of Jesus right now over that person on our left and over that person on our right. And we seal it with the blood of Jesus, Father, right now. Things are about to change. There's about to be a turnaround in somebody's life. There's blinders are going to be taken off and they're going to be able to see truth and it's the truth that will make them free. Those things that have been hindering and binding and holding you back, we release those chains right now through the keys of the kingdom. We unlock those things and those things have to fall off you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh my, my, my. And everybody give God a shout of praise. And say amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Knowledge is everything. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We're so glad to be here this morning. So glad to see you this morning. We have power now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may just want to turn it back just a little bit. Thank you. Because if I get too excited, I don't want to blow anybody away. It's hard not to get excited when you're in love with Jesus. Well, let me try this side over here. I said it's kind of hard not to get excited when you're in love with Jesus. Huh? Come on. The word says greater is he that is in you. Come on. Let's everybody say that. Say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let's say it one more time. Say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, come on now. I said, come on now. I said, greater 
is he. He being Jesus that is in me than he, the enemy that is in the world. And because of that, can everybody say because of that, I will always triumph in every situation. Why? Because greater Huh? Come on, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is God, the God, our provider. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. There's nothing too big for God. Come on, there's nothing impossible with God. Huh? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Well, we're so glad to be here. If you noticed, um, we keep adding to our team. And uh, Anna's the new addition to our, our family. And uh, so we're so glad to have her. And, of course, we have, you know, Rusty, and, you know, that, that travels with us sometimes. We're on the, in the East Coast. And um, we're heading, we're leaving out of here this morning after service. We're heading up to Virginia to do a camp meeting up there in Virginia. And uh, it's going to be an exciting time, but we're glad we're here this morning and we're going to have an exciting time this morning. You know, if you're just if you have any sensibility whatsoever to the Holy Ghost, you know that the spirit of God is moving. Come on, everything may not be going your way right now. You may not have everything in the right place and things may not be lined up the way you want to be lined up, but you cannot deny the presence of the Lord. Amen. And so when we take hold of that and we understand who God is in us, that we understand that greater, amen? I said he's greater. So if you got a situation, he's greater. In sickness, he's greater. Come on. In family, he's greater. In marriages, he's greater. Come on. In every single area, he's greater than that. Amen? And so um, in my time in the last several days actually this past whole week the lord has really been dealing with me and taking me down another path um different than what i have been on this whole year and um just really taking me back to the basics because we got to get back to the to the foundation you know and so the lord in through different conversations that we've had this weekend the lord just it was actually confirmation in the direction that he wants us to go in uh, this morning, and um, I'll probably continue this, I'm hoping, this week while we're in Virginia. But um, it seems to me, because I don't watch television, we don't watch the news, so I really don't, I can't tell you what's going on in the world because I really don't know what's going on in the world. Um, but I do know that the enemy is moving. And what he's doing is he's actually creating a facade. Everybody knows what a facade is or a lie. And so in this and what is happening, even in the body of Christ, a lot of people in the body of Christ are taking a hold of it and making it reality in their life. And the word of the Lord says that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a what? A sound what? Sound mind. And so with that, the Lord began to really deal with me to go back because it's in any situation, um, 
your mind is your battlefield. I'm sure pastors told you this and taught on some of this, but the mind is the battlefield. Satan can't get to your heart. Come on. But he can but he can actually put thoughts in your mind. He can't do anything unless you take hold of a thought. Did you hear what I said? He can't do anything. He can't do anything in your life unless you, everybody say, unless I take hold of a thought. Come on now. Because see, through the word, that's why Jesus gave us the word, because it is the word that molds and shapes our mind. Because if we can get our mind right, then your body and everything else will obey and will line up and will follow. So whatever comes out of your mind, it gets into the heart. And once it gets into the heart, then it'll come out of your mouth. Because the word says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Come on. So in order to get it into your heart, it has to get through your mind. Amen. And so this morning, we're going to go down this path. And, and I'm, I'm going to do uh, several sessions in one quick session. And I promise you, I'm not going to keep you all day because we have to go somewhere. Amen. And uh, so anyway, I want you to turn your Bibles to Mark's Gospel, chapter 12. And if you don't have your Bibles, turn your tablets. If you don't have a tablet, then pop your phone. So in Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, in verse 30, and say praise the Lord if you got there, if you found it. There's in the New Testament, it's after Matthew. All right. So Father, right now, Lord, I apply the blood of Jesus over this message this morning, Lord. Father, give them ears to hear and eyes to see truth, Father. And Lord, I just thank you that everything that comes out of my mouth is spirit-led. I only say what you tell me to say this morning, Father. So we thank you as we apply the blood to this word this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So in Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, and verse 30, it says this, And thou shalt love thy God with what? With all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with, with all thy and with all thy strength. And what is this? It is what? So when we see this, if this is the very first commandment, so in our relationship with the Lord, all right? So in our relationship with the Lord, this is the very first thing that has to be in operation. If healing is going to be in operation, if miracle signs and wonders are going to be in operation, then this commandment has to first and foremost be in operation, does it not? Amen. Huh? Come on now, does it not? And so when we understand this, it goes, all right, so let's go back to the basics of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. How did you get saved? How many know you're saved this morning, first of all? Let's, come on, if you know you're saved, come on, you know you've been blood-bought, blood-washed, and blood-redeemed. Huh? Come on, if Gabriel would toot that trumpet right now, where, where is your next breath going to be? It's going to be home, right? We're going home. We're going to heaven. How many are not sure that's where you're going to go? Well, that's everybody. So we, got, we actually have unity in the church this morning. Now, I praise God for so, that the sinners, when they come to church and they get born again. But this morning, we, everybody is in one accord that we all agree that Jesus is Lord. Do we not? Amen. And that he's our Savior. So we're all saved. Okay. All right, so we're all saved this morning. So they're actually, so if we're in one accord, that means Acts chapter 2 can actually be an operation in our life. Then in the last days that he will pour out of our spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters. Come on. All this is going to happen when we all get in one accord. So that means that something supernatural can take place in your life this morning. Come on. At Cherry Church of God, 
in this little town right here, that means that the power of the Holy Ghost can actually be released and supernatural signs and wonders can actually take place. Huh? Come on. So if I tell you, if I say to you, you're not saved, what would be your response to me? Huh? So you're telling me that I can't talk you out of your salvation. Huh? Come on. Amen? Come on. So if I say, no, no, Tina, you're not saved. You would, huh? You beg to differ. Why is it that you beg to differ? Because your mind is set. Huh? Come on. I said your mind is set. So there's nothing that I can say or do that's going to change your Huh? And so if, if, I, if you're set on this, that means that your mind can be set on everything else. Come on. But if your mind is not set on this, then it's not going to be set on anything else. Because the same God that saved you. Huh? Come on. The same God that put Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Come on. It says, if thou will conf- what? And believe in your heart, thou shalt be saved. All right. So if your confession comes with what you're saying and you're believing but you're not going to say anything until you set your mind first that this is actually going to work Amen. Uh, come on now so how many can remember the day you got saved well that's most of us I was five years old I remember like it was yesterday I remember it was similar to a church like this it looked very similar colors were very similar and we had an altar just like this and I remember being five years old and coming on this side of the altar and getting on my on the first step kneeling on the first step and asking Jesus Christ to come into my life and I remember the pastor which was preacher Durham in Rocky Mountain North Carolina on Kingston Avenue at Grace Free Will Baptist Church come on in 1969 on a Sunday night he came up to me. I remember him coming to me and putting his hands around me and praying for me for the salvation prayer. That's a long time ago. But I remember it just like it was yesterday because I knew something changed. Even as a five-year-old boy, something changed. And the reason why I know something changed because when I went home that night at three o'clock in the morning, something supernatural took place. The Holy Ghost woke me up. Woke me up. I didn't know nothing about the Holy Ghost. I didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. I was Baptist now. I didn't know the Holy Ghost could speak. But when the Holy Ghost showed up at 3 o'clock that morning, what he did was he set my mind. Oh, come on now. I said he set my mind that which happened a few hours later at about 8 o'clock on a Sunday or 8.30 on a Sunday night there in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. He set my mind straight that actually what you said, actually something happened and I came into your life and now I dwell in you, I live in you and from this day forth, things are going to change forever. So whatever you say and believe in your heart, he said the same way that you got born again is the same way that everything else is going to save you. Oh, come on now. So if I, if I, once I set my mind on salvation, yes. huh, come on, you have to set your mind. We, we love miracle signs and waters, but they're not going to be in operation into our life until we set our mind that God actually has saved us. Amen. He has delivered us and he has set us free from the things of this world. Yes. Amen. Oh, my, my, my. 
So this first commandment has to line up with salvation. And what it's saying here in this first commandment again is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. So in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, when you confess with your mouth, what you're saying is this, Lord, I believe you. I believe Jesus died 2,000 years ago. You cannot tell me that Jesus didn't die. I know Jesus died. Were you there? No, but I know. Huh? Come on. I know that I know that I know. So no matter what you say, you can say, well, that's a fairy tale. Actually, uh, uh, scientists have come up and say, actually, there was not a cross. There was not Golgotha. This is just a fairy tale. And I with all with everything in my being, I say, I don't care how many letters you got in front of your name. You lie. Because there's nothing scientific that's going to change my mind. Huh? It's not going to change my mind. And so if it don't change my mind, it's not going to change my heart. So out of my heart, if it ain't going to change my heart, then guess what? What comes out of my mouth is what's been set in my mind and what my heart has grabbed a hold of. And it's been sitting there festering and nurturing and, and creating this so that when it comes out of my mouth, it ain't just words, it's power. Glory to God. Glory to God. So in Romans chapter 9, I mean chapter 10 and verse 9, when I say it, when I confess in my mouth back in 1969, and the Holy Ghost showed up at 3 o'clock in the morning, he set my mind. From that day forth, I have never, ever doubted my salvation. Oh, come on. Come on. Never. No matter what I've done. And I haven't been perfect. I'll tell you right now, I haven't been perfect. But in my imperfection, I have yet to never doubt that if I took my last breath, no matter what happened to me, I'm going to be in heaven. Why? Because the Holy Ghost set in my mind that no devil, no demon in hell is going to change that which has been set. Glory to God. And that's why we want the life that we live. And that's why we live, we live a life of miracle signs and wonders. How we're able to live on the road and travel all over the world and preaching the gospel. Not, not being concerned about how it's going to happen. We know that when the Holy Ghost says do it, we just do it because my mind is set because God is not a lie. Because I know that same God that saved me in 1969, when he saved me, it said in my mind that there's no demon, no devil, no person or persons that's going to change my mind because my mind is set. Because that's the first commandment. So that first commandment is actually in operation. And because that first commandment is in operation, guess what? The next commandment, the next commandment, the next promise, the next promise, and the next promise is in operation because I have set that first commandment in my heart and in my mind that this is the truth. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Hallelujah. So that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, it says this, and you can just write it down if you want to, because I'm going to go quickly in some of these reverses. It says, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and what? It is a sound mind. I love what the Passion Translation says like this. For God will never give you the spirit of fear. I love this. It says, God will never. So if fear is showing up, you know it's not from God. Huh? 
If fear shows up, you know it's not from God. So the first response to if fear shows up, because fear has a voice. So the first time you hear the voice of fear, what should be your counteraction? Huh? Greater is he that is in me. Huh? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. For God has not given me, come on, he has not given me this spirit. So I know if God doesn't give me the spirit of fear, I know where it's coming from because I have set my mind and my heart for what the word says. Huh? So my mind is set. So no matter what the enemy tries to say to you or or whoever tries to say to you to change your identity, to change how you're going to respond or change your actions, your mind's already set. So you're not going to change who you are. You're going to continue to be who you are. And we walk in victory. So I love what the passage says it like this. God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power and love, he also, the same Holy Spirit gives you, everybody say, self-control. Which parallels with sound mind. So when we talk about a sound mind, every time from here on out the rest of the morning, when I say, when you hear me say sound mind, you're actually, I want your mind to also think self is in control. Let me try this out over here, huh? Um, I said self is in control. So there's no such thing, well, well, she made me mad, he made me upset, he did this, she did that. No, 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 no. They may have said things you didn't like. They may have done things you didn't like and you didn't agree with or you didn't, didn't like. But it was the self that actually accepted what they had to say or what they did. So you can deny. You can actually say access denied. Oh, come on now. And so when we have this mindset, we understand that God gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us this mighty power to have self, to put self. Everybody say to put self. In control. So who is self? Everybody point to self. Huh? This is self. So actually what the Holy Ghost is telling us this morning, he said that I've given you the power and authority to be you. To be who you really are. So nobody, no thing, no situation, that means your past, come on, cannot control your future. The only way your past can control your future if you allow it to set in your... Wow. Huh? Because we've been blood washed, blood, re- blood washed, and blood bought, and blood redeemed. And if that's true, and if Romans chapter 10, verse 9, is in operation, because you just told me a while ago, I can never change your mind that you're born again, that you're saved. If I can't change your mind that you're born again and saved, then I should never change your mind that you have fear. Because you can't have fear. You shouldn't have fear. The only way you can have fear if self allows it. Huh? Come on. I'm not, look, the spirit of fear is out there. Sickness and disease is real. Huh? Come on. The devil is real. And I, you know, and we all, just like my wife gave you a testimony this morning. Here's a prime example. My wife gave you a testimony. She woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Her body was under attack. Well, she had a decision to make. She had, she had a decision on how she was going to set her mind. She either going to set her mind on truth or she was going to set on her mind on what her body was telling her. Huh? Look, the Bible, you know, the Bible says counted all joy in James chapter 1, counted all joy when you follow the divers' tests and temptations and trials. We know these things come. 
Because the enemy is not going to sit back and applaud you because all of a sudden you realize that Romans chapter 10 verse 9 is in operation in your life. He's not going to sit back and applaud you. As a matter of fact, he's going to attack you even more. You get a blessing from the Lord, guess what? He's going to show up on Monday morning. We have this service today. Monday morning is coming. He's going to knock on the door and challenge what's in your mind. Come on. Because if he can get you to change your mind, then he can get you to change your heart. If he can get you to change your heart, then he's going to change what comes out of your mouth. And what's whatever comes out of your mouth, because whatever comes out of your mouth is what's going to set the day. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So we have to have this first commandment in operation and understanding that God hasn't given this spirit of fear. Because fear is actually the key factor to sickness and disease. Or we'll say it like this. It is the ultimate ingredient. It is the main ingredient to sickness and disease. So you can overcome fear. Huh? Come on now. I said if you can overcome fear. I don't get, Look, if whatever the report the doctor gives you, that's their report. All right? In the natural, that's true. But the last time I checked, we may be in this world, but we're not of this world. So the things of this world, the laws of the world, are not should not be in operation in your life. We 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 follow a different law, a set of laws, and a set of, a separate set of rules because we have a different leader, and his name is Jesus. We follow our commander, Jesus. Come on now, we follow his laws. We don't follow the laws of the world in operation. We're talking about sickness and disease and poverty and hurt and pain. Come on, and sorrow. We don't have to follow those things because our mind should not be set on that world. Our mind needs to be set on Jesus' world because really that's our world. Glory to God. So when we see this, so in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 says this. So Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. I love what the Message Bible says it like this. Jesus answered them and he said this, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart. How many is passionate about something? Come on, you can think real quick what you're passionate about. All right? All right, I am passionate about ministry. I'm passionate about God. I really am. I'm passionate about the word because I love the word. I love what the word, I love how the word molds me and shapes me. I love how the word gets me out of trouble. I'm just going to be honest with you. Huh? You understand? The word is my get out of jail free card. Huh? I don't mean I, that doesn't mean I have a license to sin. What it is is that when I do make a mistake or when the enemy comes against me and attacks me, all I got to do is say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Let me pull this out. Let me pull the word out. Let me show you. This is my, listen, you can't do anything to me. You can't touch me because I've been blood bought, blood washed, and blood redeemed. Why? Because my mind is set. Glory to God. And so when it, even though when it comes in pain, look, just like my wife this morning, it showed up. But it doesn't mean it has to stay. Huh? Come on. In Psalms 23, it says, though we walk through the valley. Huh? We understand that the, 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 the death is all around us and the valley is there. But the Lord's never said go and build a city with it and stay there for a while, camp out a while. It says go through it. Huh? 
Why did he say that? Because he understood. Look, Jesus had to go through all kinds of tests. He said he was tempted and tested in every way. So Jesus had an opportunity when he would wake up in the morning, the same devil that attacked my wife's mind and her body was the same devil that attacked Jesus when he would wake up in the morning, but he chose not to accept it. We forget about that. That Jesus had an opportunity to accept a headache. Jesus had an opportunity to accept cancer. Jesus had an opportunity to accept leukemia. Jesus had an opportunity to accept arthritis. But he said, no, Mr. Arthur, you can't stay here. Huh? Come on, this is not your address. You're at the wrong address. Huh? Come on, I, you know, you put on there, wrong, my wife, sometimes we get the mail, they don't belong to us, a different address. She'll put on that wrong address, put it back in the mailbox, flip the flag up. She doesn't have to put a new stamp on it. Oh, come on. Don't have to spend any money on a stamp. Why? Because it don't belong to her. So nothing comes out of our stuff. Come on. It's not taking anything away from us. All she has to do is write on that wrong address, put it back in the mailbox, flip the flag. Well, come on. We're the same way. When the enemy shows up. Come on, somebody. When the enemy shows up and he's bringing up, it shows up with arthritis, when he shows up with, with a headache, when he shows up with pain in your body, all you need to do is that wrong address, put it back where it came from, flip up the fly so the, day, the demons can come pick it up and take it out of here. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, amen? Huh? Come on. Everybody say, wrong address, devil. When fear shows up, what are you going to say? Come on, when pain shows up, what are you going to say? When sickness shows up, what are you going to say? Glory to God. I said glory to God, amen? So my wife had to do the same thing this morning. She had to say, uh-uh. And she was, and she, it took her an hour. So, look, it's amazing. Some people say, well, why did it take so long? You don't understand the attack. Do you ever, if you ever know history, some battles were won very quickly. But some battles took days. But the ultimate outcome was victory. Oh, come on now. Huh? I said the ultimate outcome is victory. So you have to set your mind on victory. Come on, everybody say, I set my mind on victory. Glory to God. And so when it does show up, you say, wrong address. Amen. So I love this in the message Bible. It says this. So Jesus answered and said, love, love the Lord your God. First of all, first things first, you got to fall in love with Jesus. Huh? Because everything that I'm teaching, everything that I'm saying is not going to work for you. Unless, first of all, unless you love Jesus. And I'm not just talking about loving Jesus. I'm talking about in love. Huh? Come on. You have to be in love that he has to be your savior. He's your master. Come on. He's the one that you gave your life over to. So everybody in here, raise their hand and say they're born again, they're safe. So that tells me, come on, that tells me that you have made it a, an executive Holy Ghost decision that you love Jesus. Not just he's that you're born again, but you actually in return love him because he first loved you. So you're returning that which God has given you. So you understand that when God gives you his unconditional love, he's actually giving you the opportunity to actually have the power of self in control. 
So you can't blame nobody else. You can't put you, you can't you can't blame the, you can't blame your boss, man. You can't blame your your history of your family. Well, you know this is a family th- situation, and because my family member had this, look, there's a heart there's a heart condition in my family, a major heart. Matter of fact, every single private man until my last uncle that passed away, all of them died before they were 59 years old. None of them lived on my on my grandfather's side and my dad's side. All the men died. By the time they were 59 years old, because they all had heart attacks. And one uncle surpassed that. He lived to be 74 years old. And the reason why he lived to be 74 years old is because not only did he love Jesus, but he got a hold of joy. Because last time I checked the Bible, said the joy of the Lord is... Now, he laughed all the time. He was one of those guys that just, just laughed all the time. Always telling jokes, always laughing. He was absolutely hilarious. You could not be in his presence more than five minutes and, start, and just not laugh because he was always full of it. Now, he was not always full of God, but he was full of it. Huh? But he laughed. I mean, he was always, I'm not telling he wasn't telling dirty jokes or anything, but he was just, I mean, he just loved, I mean, just loved to laugh. So he was always coming up with these jokes. And if you can imagine a 74-year-old man pulling up and just getting the whole area hard. He went to Hardy's every single morning in Rocky Mount there. Every single morning he went to Hardy's and a bunch of guys that was always there he met there. And you'd walk in and they'd just be laughing. And that's the reason why he lived as long as he did. So he broke that through laughter and through joy. He actually broke that through the principles of the word. So he has said in his mind, I'm going to live longer than my brothers. And he always said that. I'm not going to die. And he didn't die of a heart attack. Come on now. I said, he didn't die of a heart attack. So my dad, thank you, babe. So my dad... And right after he turned 59 and he turned in his 60s, all of a sudden he started having heart issues. Well, he had a decision to make. I said he had a decision to make. Matter of fact, actually he was in his 50s. He was walking down the road and he felt something in his heart. And just the Holy Spirit says, you need to go get that checked out. And so he went and got checked out and they did the tre- test, you know, the treadmill test. And they did all these things and they couldn't find nothing wrong. He said, I'm telling you, there's something there. Holy Spirit's told me there's something there. You need to go beyond just a little treadmill test. He says, you need to do um, what you call the ink test that, um, when they put dye in your body to check all your vials, right? And they found out that the widow maker was 98% blocked. They said at any moment, if he would not have pushed that issue at any moment, he would have dropped dead. Well, that's what killed all my, his, his um, uncles. Every single one of them. But because he listened to the Holy Spirit, because he had set his mind on, I'm not going to listen to the world's voices, because if he decided to listen to the daughter's voice, he would have went home, they'd send him home. Well, the next week he probably would have been dead. Because at the time, he was walking two and a half miles a day. They said, you would not have, at any moment, you've been, they would, somebody would have found you on the side of the road dead. He said, you were that close. Of dying. But he heard, listened to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, do push the issue. So he did. They went in and they put a stand in him. He's 78 years old. He's actually preaching this morning in Virginia. Huh? I said he's preaching this morning in Virginia. He passed 59. He passed 69. And then this next year he's going to be 79. Huh? Come on. His life has been extended. Why? Because he set in his mind. Yes. 
Huh? Come on, I said he set in his mind that he actually believed Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that, that he asked Jesus Christ to come into his life, and what came with Jesus was all that he ever needed. That's right. Oh, come on now. I said, Amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16 says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we, everybody say we, we. have the mind of Christ. Who has the mind of Christ? Who's we? Huh? I said, who's we? Come on, raise your hand, make the devil mad. Sometimes you just got to, faith without works is dead, so you got to put some action to it. Come on, because when you raise your hand, you're actually looking at, hey, I act, that is me. Huh? Amen? So in, in the Passion Translation, it says it like this. For who has ever intimately, who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor, which Christ has, and he has possessed Christ's perceptions. So if you have believed that and taken a hold of that, then you actually have the perception of Christ. That means that anything comes, your perception is going to be different. Your seeing and your realizing and your understanding is going to be different from everybody else because your reasoning and your understanding is not coming from the world and not coming from you. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And so when you grab a hold of this, this actually changes everything in your life. Now, so when, the, when Monday morning shows up and you get something in the mail that don't belong to you, Oh, come on now. I'm not talking about real mail. I'm just talking about the mail. Now, you can use it in real mail too, but I'm talking about when the enemy shows up, you put on that wrong address. You don't have to pay for a stamp. Huh? Come on. You ain't got to go somewhere and purchase something. This is free. I like free stuff. This is free to write on that wrong address. Put it back in the pot where it came from. Flip up the flag to let the devil know you got something to come get. Oh, come on. I said, you got something to come get. So you have to make that decision. Huh? So the symptoms are going, sometimes symptoms are going to show up, but it's what you do when the symptoms show up, which will either lengthen it or shorten it. Oh, come on now. Huh? Because your first response to any situation, you've heard me say this many times, is going to determine what happens next. Amen? So in Isaiah 26, 3 says this. That will keep him. He said, "I will." That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind? I say, whose mind? In other words, so if your mind is set, he says, then peace is automatic. So in the middle of trouble, in the middle of temptation, in the middle of trial, in the middle of your body being attacked or your family under your family's under attack, you can actually have peace in the middle of all this. Why? Because you have set your mind. And once you have set your mind, your heart goes with the mind. And once long as your heart is lined up with the mind, then your mouth is going to line up with the heart. And that's how you're going to change the situation. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And so, so whose mind is still? Because he trusts in thee. Verse 4 says, trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The message Bible says it like this. People with their minds set. Everybody say set. Now this word set, and so I, I, I begin to break it down because I, it just set, just, you know, there's a couple other messages that the word set comes in, so I begin to do a research even deeper. This set in this particular situation means to cause, to assume a specific position or posture. 
I went, huh. So I had to really meditate on that for a minute. Okay. It, it, it's, it means this, to cause or to assume a specific posture. Well, posture knows you can either be a slouch or posture. You understand what I'm saying? You can stand up tall. Based on a person's posture, I can actually pinpoint their personality. Huh? The way they walk. Huh? You could tell if a person's a go-getter just by the way they walk. Huh? My mom is a go-getter. My mom is 75 years old, 76 years old. She'll be 76 here in just another week or two. 76 years old. She's this tall. All right? But we can't keep up with her. If you go to the mall with her, to the store with her, you almost feel like you've got to run. And her legs ain't but that long. Uh, it looks like a cartoon, you know, the, the road runner. Yeah. And I mean, she's just going. Well, anybody knows her that comes across with her, when they see her, they know that she's just not this laid back person that somebody could take advantage of. All because of her posture. Her posture is that she's a go-getter. She's not going to sit there and sit. She, when she gets something to move, she's going to move. Uh, come on now. And so here when we see this, that people with their minds set, and it says this, to, to assume a position. So those people that have positioned their mind in a way. Oh, come on now. <coughs> Excuse me. Have positioned their mind in a way for victory. That means that you are in a posture of victory. And so when you need to fight, you have to posture yourself for a fight. Oh, come on now. In, in other words, come here, Pastor. We'll use you. All right? Turn side. All right? So if we're getting ready to fight, you position yourself to get ready to box. If we're going to do a boxing match in a fight, you, he's positioning himself. If is he not? Not only is he positioning himself, look at the position that he's holding. He's also in a posture. So anybody that walks through that door right now, they don't have to ask a question, what is he, what is he doing? What is he preparing for? Huh? Why? Because he's in a, a posture and position to fight. So he has set himself. Come on. So what, am, what should be my response? And my response is just here, just take your best shot. But that's what a lot of Christians do. They just stand there. He's in a position to fight. The enemy's always in a position and posturing themselves for a fight. Huh? And so, but the body of Christ, a lot of times, is like this. You have no defense, so you're not in, in position and you have not said, because in your mind says it's a lost cause. Huh? Come on. So your mindset is that you're just, it's over. Might as well just go on and just get it over with. Just go ahead and hit me and get it over with. That way I ain't got to sit there and get beat up in the middle of it. Watch this, son. <laughs> but I can change my mindset that I don't have to lose this fight. Huh? So instead of being here just standing here, I'm going to change my posture first of all. I'm going to swell up. And I'm going to tighten myself because I'm going, to put, I'm going to position myself for a blow. Huh? Now, even my youngest, my, my granddaughter, if it, she'll come and run or something and she'll hit me in the stomach or something like that. If I'm not ready for it, I feel it. Huh? Come on. And she's even five years old. But she packs a punch. 
But if I know that she's getting ready to do it, I, I posture myself and I tighten myself up to take a blow. Huh? Come on. And I can take a blow. I, I, do, I work really hard to be able to take a blow. All right? And so when, it, when she hits me, it doesn't affect me. I feel a little bit, but it doesn't affect me, and it don't change my position because I have positioned myself to take the hit. Yes, uh, come on now. So what I'm actually, and so the same thing what I'm saying, I have set my mind because it's talking about set, which means positioning and posturing yourself for victory. So now I'm ready, and I guarantee you he can hit me. I can take the hit. But the question is, can he take my hit? The devil cannot take your hit. Oh, come on, somebody. Thank you. I said, come on, somebody. So if you position and set your mind, if you position and you posture yourself, glory to God. And this is where you can respond to whatever the devil comes at you. That greater, come on, because your punch, your response will be greater than what he's throwing at you. Oh, my God, somebody. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when we see this, so this posture means this. It is a conscious, mental, or our behavior or attitude. That means that you should have an attitude, a behavior of attitude. In other words, a behavior of attitude of winning. Amen. This is what it means. So when we see this, so when, when the scripture says people with their minds set, those people that, are, that position themselves... Come on, that positions himself in the right position, in the right posture. Come on, you can tell. Look, you can tell if there's a cold coming on. Huh? There, it just, all of a sudden, it just, you just don't show up sick. You can feel symptoms coming on. Amen? Amen? You can feel certain things coming on. So why wait till you're extremely sick to position yourself and posture yourself. Because we know that sickness disease is real. You just don't have to keep it. Huh? Send it back. Return to sender. Huh? I said return to sender. Come on. You can write that on your envelope. Return to sender. Glory to God. And so when you do this, so this means this. So when you posture yourself, that means you're making a conscious effort, a mental effort that you're actually in the fight to win. Glory to God. So when we see this, people with their minds set in the right position and posturing themselves for victory, he said, I will keep you completely whole. Everybody say greater, greater. Is, he is he that is in me, that is in me. Than, he than he that is in the world. So do you believe that? Yes. You have to set your mind on this. Come on. It doesn't matter what your past is like. It doesn't matter what your history is like. It doesn't matter what you, you actually, what your body is going through right now. All you got to do is say, I'm preparing for change. Amen. Huh? Amen. I said, you're preparing for change. You're setting your mind. Come on. You're positioning yourself that you can take the hit. But what you're about to return is going to be greater. <laughs> glory to God. I said, glory to God. So when you do this, this is people, people with their minds. So it's an opportunity. All right. Remember, self-control. I said, everybody say self, self is, is in, in control. control. 
Always. There's not one breath that you breathe that self is not in control. You have to decide which self you're going to use. Either you're going to use the flesh side, which is self, or you're going to use the spiritual side, which is self. Huh? You have the human self, and then you have the spiritual self. But one way or another, self is always in control. So you have to decide. You have to set your mind. Those things which are above. Huh? Set your mind on those things which are above, because when you do this, it's what it says is steady. He says it will keep you completely whole, steady on your feet because they keep at it and they don't quit. Remember, Pastor said earlier today when he was up here talking, and you know you don't you can't quit. Winners never quit. So those that set their mind that are using the right self, come on, that are using the right self is in control of the right self. It's a guarantee you win. But in order to win, come on now, you have to play. Huh? You can't win if you don't play. There's so many Christians that don't play the game of life. They get born again and then that's it. They're just going through life. Life, it is what it is. But in order to play, you have to put the word in operation. Huh? And so I'm choosing to play the life that I want to live. Oh, come on now. And because I'm choosing to play, I'm choosing to win. I'm not going to stop. I don't care how many times we got to reboot or reset. I'm going to win. Amen. I love, um, when I'm home, my, one of my downtime things I like to do because I like sports. So I have a PlayStation 4. And, um, and, and so my daughter and my son-in-law, they keep me up to date pretty much. And my other daughter, they keep me up to date on all the, the new versions of basketball, football, and baseball, and golf. And so it depends on what mood I'm in, I'm, I'm playing those games. So last week I was, I was at home, and um, I'm very good at the games, all right? And I win all the time. I, I always break records and stuff when I'm playing. And so I was in the playoffs. I was playing in the playoffs. Because I don't watch real sports, you know, it's just because it's just gotten too out of control. But I was playing a game, and it was two minutes left in the game. And I was down, I was playing basketball, and I was down 12 points. And I know there's, there's just not enough time for me to come back. So what I did was, I went into settings, and I reset it. <laughs> I was not going to allow it to mess up my record. I'm in an undefeated season. I said, I'm in an undefeated season. Huh? And so what I did, well, I just went into settings. I know it. You would do that. Don't even. You so. <laughs> She's so competitive. Anyway, so I went in and reset because I had an undefeated. I wanted to do a whole season being undefeated. And I had never had to do this, but I'm in the championship game. All right? And this is the last game, you know, it's the best out of seven. I'm, I've won the first three games, and I'm in the fourth game, best out of seven. I'm going to be the champion. And for some reason, in the fourth quarter, the computer decided it was going to do things it hadn't done the whole season. And it's making shots. There's, I'm thinking, I'm fussing at the game. I know the game can't hear me, but I'm fussing at it. I said, you stupid computer, you know good and well you can't make that shot. And I'm all in their face and all this stuff. And so I'm getting frustrated at this game. 
And so I said, well, fine. I, I mean, I, I'm going to fix you. So I just go into settings and tell them who's in control. And I reset it and I played the game over. And so when I redid it, I smoked it. I won by 30-some points. I won. Um, come on now. So if you don't like what the enemy's doing, come on now. You actually had the ability to go into your settings. Oh, come on, somebody. And people may say, well, that's cheating. I don't care what you call it. I'm going to win. So if I have to cheat the devil, then I'm going to cheat the devil. So I go back into my mindset. I reset. I reboot. And I'm going to come out. And I'm going to win. Glory to God. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Say it to your feet and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Say, I win. I win. Say, I choose, to win. I choose to win. Glory to God. Lift your hands right now and let's just worship the Lord for a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing of your Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you for today. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, there's no way I could, I could finish this. But Lord, I just thank you that that which has been presented, Father, is life-changing. So, Father, I seal the word this morning with the blood of Jesus. I seal the word with the blood of Jesus, Father, right now. And, Father, we just reboot. <laughs> if you need to go into your settings and reset, it's okay. Because, honestly, we've all been there. We've gone through a period in our life that we just need to reset. And, and knowing that we're supposed to win and knowing that we're winners, but for some reason, another. The enemy's done something he's never done before. And things are coming at you that's never come at you before. And so all you got to do is make a decision that you got to set your mind, you position yourself, and you put yourself in the right posture. And you just reset, reboot, and say, I'm starting all over again today. I'm, I'm starting all over. I'm, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to praise God. I'm setting my mind because I know that the word says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am in self-control. So I decide to leave the flesh side and I go to the spirit side and allow the spirit side to self-control. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. So Father, right now, I thank you that whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through, Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Oh, glory, Father. Lord, I know that everyone is saved and born again this morning, Father, and I thank you for that. I'm so grateful that everyone is saved this morning. But I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, it don't have to be that way. And it's been that way a very long time. But the Holy Spirit's been, been speaking to you this morning. He's been direct, right, speaking directly to you. That if you'll take this and if you'll put this in operation. And if you'll play the game this way of life. You're a guaranteed win. It's a guaranteed victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Now, if you're here this morning and you need prayer in your body, or you need whatever you need prayer for, whether it be in your finances, whether it be in your family, whatever, I just want you to come up here right now.
Anyone here this morning, you need prayer in your body or prayer, whatever you need. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Now, I know we spoke earlier and, and we're going to deal with this first. Now, what's his name again? Michael. Michael Davenport. Father, right now, Oh, Father, we know there's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in the word. There's no distance in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I speak to that blockage right now that's in his belly, Lord. I I speak that blockage to be released right now. Lord, I thank you for your word working mightily. Body, Michael's body here, the word of the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak life over that body right now. Speak healing over that body right now. Devil, take your hands off God's property right now as I release a healing anointing right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Oh, my, 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 my. And Father, I thank you. Lord, I just thank you right now. Oh, this, Lord, I, I, <laughs> I sense that right now, Father. Father, I release joy in a way that that which is inside of her will rise up, that joy that's inside of her will rise up and strengthen her, strengthen her mind, strengthen her body, strengthen her heart, strengthen her soul right now. That, Father, she's rebooting right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for that. Oh, my double In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. <laughs> For healing in your body, uh, in your heart. How about that? Matter of fact, I was in the hospital on Friday, got upset because they won't send me to Greenville, and I wanted to be in the service today. I text everybody and said, "You want to start praying? The Lord's gonna intervene." How about that? My healing is here. It's not in my body. Yeah. Afib. I have Afib. Uh huh. I heard that by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Oh my. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, heart, hear the word of the Lord right now. I release 1 Peter 2.24 over her body right now. Body, hear the word in the name. Glory to God. There it is. There it is. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, right now. Oh, my, 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 my. Ha, 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 ha. Body, hear the word of the Lord. Oh, my, Oh, yeah. You're not operating right, Lord. I see the body's not operating right. So I speak to the body to line up right now. Begin to operate. Begin to function the way it's designed to function right now. In the name of Jesus, I curse it, Father. That which is coming against Tina right now in that body. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 In the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I release a healing anointing right now. Oh, Father. And Lord, I speak to her mind. Yes, I see that. I curse that right now. Those thoughts. 
I curse those thoughts right now that have come and trying to attack her, that have bombarded her. Father, I release peace and joy that rise up within her, Father, right now. In the name, be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> come in. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Shikarabu Sunduramasi. I break that curse right now in the name of Jesus. We rewrite history and it becomes his story right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I release the healing anointing, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus. Body, hear the word of the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. Ooh, there it is. My, 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 my. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are many victories you need. But we're going to take one. And then we'll take another. And then we're going to take another. But we're going to take this victory right here in the name of Jesus. The mind... Diane, hear the word of the Lord. Ha ha ha. Just one victory in the name of Jesus. I curse history in the name of Jesus. I speak peace to this mind, sound mind. And that Father, as this begins to be healed, that everything else will begin. She'll take one victory after another victory after another victory, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus. I release that, Father. For greater is he that is in her than he that is in the world. All the devil has been trying to do is to keep you from what you're supposed to do. And you know that gift that God's given you. You know it. And because all this other stuff puts you in the, the position and posture of failure, of fear, and doubt. But today, as many times I've come here today, hear what I just taught and allow that to begin to change. And as this changes, all this whole body will change. And you can actually function, function in joy and peace. Because see, God can rewrite history. And he can give you a new history. So Father, I thank you as I seal this with the blood right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. everyone stand to your feet as we get ready to close let's sing this
want to be with you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, you're so good to us. And Lord, I thank you that things are turning around. I hear testimonies coming. I see victories coming. And it may start out with one here and one there, but I see an avalanche of victories. Just rolling in. Victory after victory after victory. You know, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, it says, Take no thought, saying, I think it's verse 23 or 25. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. For these things the world seeks. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom. And all, everybody say all. But in, for, in order to get all, we had to change our mindset. We have to be in self. Self has to be in control. But choose which self will be in control. Because if your spirit side is in control, then all of these things are going to be in operation in your life. Amen? God bless you. We love you, Pastor. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time.